This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Hey everybody, thank you for downloading this episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick uh, here on the Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Well, this is it. This is the big second debate show. This is the show that uh, all political reporters and everyone in the world is waiting to talk to you all about because this is why we do what we do. Uh, but before we get started with anything, it's time for me to bring in my good buddy over the interwebs and Skype, AJ Signary. AJ, say hello to the people. I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Hey, Nick. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Oh, if you don't leave me alone, you're gonna have to send me home. Cause I'm <laughs> about to whip somebody's ass. Ladies and gentlemen, I now, in the greatest traditions of the Outfront show, present to you uh, my friend AJ Signary. But before we do that, we must give him, of course, the most important of tools. AJ Signary, I give to you the soapbox. It is yours. Enjoy. There's not enough liquor in the world of what happened last night. Oh, he's fired up, ready to go. For those who saw the, um, it's not even a clusterfuck. It was not even a dumpster fire. That was the piece of shit that's called a town hall <laughs> debate. What the fuck was that? Donald Trump needs to fucking shut up. And just walk out of this political arena. He just needs to do that. And I'll be happy to do that for him if he needs to and everything. Donald Trump is everything that I see worse in a person. He is, and I've dealt with a lot of Democrats and Republicans and people on the left and on the right, on the extreme ends of the political spectrum. Um, I've heard you know, rhetoric that just gives you that unsettling feeling in the pit of your stomach. Um, I had to question why I had to go into this meeting or why that meeting existed and everything. But after that, it, it, it subsided. And there was reason, reasoning happened after that. I There was no reasoning for what happened last night. There was no words of what happened that uttered the very mouth that came out of Donald Trump's voice. There is nothing, there's, there's no spin to this. There's nothing, inconceivably nothing. You can convince me that he is the nominee. You can't tell me you have to get behind this person because he has. he's the only candidate who I'm going to get behind. Fuck you. Fuck you. And you know what? And I'm put Hillary aside because there's some things I have to say about her as well. But I'm going to focus on this motherfucker named Donald Trump because he is the worst. I can't emphasize it enough. He's the worst person I have ever seen on television. And I'm not going to look at him if I ever see him in person. I'm not going to shake his hand. Um, nothing. Um, if I see him in Chicago, um, I'm going to try to walk on the other side of the street as much as possible just to avoid this guy because there's nothing. There's nothing for me to consider him a person. And, you know, growing up in a Catholic household, you know, you're supposed to love everybody for who they are. No, shut up. Shut up. There's people on this planet that do not have my worth and time for me. I'm sorry. And if I may come across 
as arrogant and narcissistic, then I'm sorry. But you cannot tell me Donald Trump is someone that you're going to get behind with through all the misogyny, the racism, the xenophobia, the poor business ideas that he has and everything. He has no fucking clue how public policy is done and everything. He does not even know how to run a business or any organization. He is only a silver spoon mouth person who has given everything. And sure, he may learn the tax code and everything. Lottie freaking da. I know the tax code as well, you know, went through my nonprofit and everything. So I understand what he's talking about. But here's the problem. It's not smart. You're just not, you're just really shortening the money that needs to happen in order for this system to function. So by you saying that you're smart, a smart business person, because you know how to use a tax code, what you're really saying is that you're not investing in a country that you want to make great because you and I both know that this country is not great. We have a long way to go. There's still mountains that we need to climb and go down in the valleys and take care of the, those voids as well. So you, in order for you to make America great again, just walk out that fucking door and don't even think about voting for this guy. And if you are, then there's a boat. Go somewhere else because I don't want to deal with you. Uh, I have a, I have a gift for you, AJ. I have the statement that was released earlier today from Warren Buffett. You're talking about tax codes? This is Warren Buffett's full statement following last night's debate. Answering a question last night about his $916 million income tax loss carry forward in 1995, Donald Trump stated that Warren Buffett took a massive deduction. Mr. Trump says he knows more about taxes than any other human. He has not seen my income tax returns, but I am happy to give him the facts. My 2015 return shows an adjusted gross of $11,563,000. Nine hundred and thirty-one dollars, and with total deductions at five million four hundred and forty-seven six hundred and ninety-four dollars, of which, excuse me, allowable charitable contributions were three point four million dollars. All of which three, all of all but thirty-six thousand of the remainder was for state income taxes. The total charitable charitable contributions I made last year were two point eight billion dollars of which more than 2.85 billion were not taken out as deductions and will never be tax law properly limits my charitable deductions my federal income tax for the previous year was one million eight hundred and forty five thousand five hundred and fifty seven dollars returns for previous years are similar in nature to respect to the contributions deductions and tax rates i have paid federal income tax every year since 1944 when i was 13 though being a slow starter i owed only seven dollars in taxes that year and i have copies of all 72 of my returns none of them uses a carry forward Finally, I have been audited by the IRS multiple times and am currently being audited. I have no problem in releasing my tax information while under under audit. Neither would Mr. Trump. At least he would have no legal problem. Before we get going even past that, I wanted to use that because you'd mentioned the tax code specifically. This, ladies and gentlemen, is highlights courtesy of ABC News from last night's debate. We're going to play this, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to tell you a couple things that we need to get into because we recorded our show at 2 o'clock on Friday. You may or may not know this, but something very important happened in this campaign at 4 o'clock Friday. So these are the highlights from the debate. Actually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. You know, with prior Republican nominees for president, 
I disagreed with them on politics, policies, principles, but I never questioned their fitness to serve. Donald Trump is different. It's just words, folks. It's just words. If you look at uh, Bill Clinton, far worse, minor words, and his was action. That so much of what he's just said is not right, but he gets to run his campaign any way he chooses. He gets to decide what he wants to talk about. Instead of answering people's questions, talking about our agenda, laying out the plans that we have that we think can make uh, a better life and a better country, that's his choice. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. First of all, Captain Khan is an American hero. And if I were president at that time, he would be alive today. She lied. Now she's blaming the lie on the late, great Abraham Lincoln. That's one that I haven't. Be met with American strength and that if Russia continues to be involved in airstrikes along with the Syrian government forces of Assad, the United States of America should be prepared to use military force to strike the military targets of the Assad regime. Okay. He and I haven't spoken and I disagree. Secretary Clinton, does Mr. Trump have the discipline to be a good leader? No. We'll end it there because the rousing music was starting to get to me. Um, all right. AJ, let's Whoa. recap for the people. We did a show Friday afternoon around 2 o'clock. It went until about 3.15. As our shows, which are supposed to be an hour, usually go a few minutes late. And we ended our show. We made plans to do a debate uh, recap show Sunday night, if time allowed, or to do it today, which is what we're doing. Yeah. However, about 45 minutes after you and I stopped recording, I was in the car heading home. I assume you were off fighting the good fight for people that you know need the fight fought. And all hell broke loose. Because an audio, ver- a video with audio was released. It is from an Access Hollywood filming take featuring the illustrious and person who I knew nothing about until this story broke, Billy Bush, who, according to my roommate, is like one of the scum sucking humans of the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I, honestly, we swear on this show. So I'm not going to go through, and we're not going to play the whole freaking tape again because it is disgusting and it bothers me. But the big part is Donald Trump says that he's attracted to beautiful women so much so that he can't stop himself, that he'll just start kissing them, and that they'll let him because he is a star, and if he wants to, he can grab them by the pussy. Now, we've said motherfucker on this show. We've had a very long discussion about the N-word. We had a very long discussion about the F-word for gay people uh, involving Andrew Shaw. We have talked about language before. We have talked about the use of language. We have talked about many things. But a presidential candidate on tape using that kind of language in regards to a woman and then honestly insulting me and you and all men by saying that it's locker room talk. This is what I have been saying all weekend, and I'd like your opinion, because for those of you who don't know, AJ played tennis in college, taught wrestling in college. AJ has done some serious shit and been in some real locker rooms. I played high high school hockey, high school football. I played up until I was in my 20s with uh, hockey. I've been in locker rooms, and I will tell you that from my experience, there is nothing more vulgar than a hockey locker room. No better example than Andrew Shaw's whole thing last year. But here's the deal. We know that guy, AJ and I. There's usually one guy in a league. I wouldn't even say on a team. There's one guy in a league who when you show up, 
talks about women that way. And it tells you two things about that person. One, they have no respect for their own mother. And two, have probably never had a meaningful relationship with a woman. That's what that tells me. Because I will say things with my buddies, and I've said things with you while we've been out about attractive women. We've said stuff. I have said recently when Margot Robbie hosted the SNL, the most disgusting thing that I can remember saying is, that woman is so beautiful, I swear to God I'd sell my soul to be with her. Now, you can sit there and say that that is just as disrespectful, but I wasn't using vulgar language and I wasn't promoting a sexual assault. Men do speak differently in a group of men when there are no women around. No one can deny that. However, if I'm at a place and somebody starts using this kind of language... I th- I'd like to believe that me and my friends would finally kind of go, no, man, like, what did you just say? Like, I, I always tell people, and-, and I've always found this to be very funny, there was a guy I worked with at the ice rink when I was there for 10 years, and he worked in the pro shop, and the funniest line I have ever heard anybody say about what they would be willing to do uh, to sleep with an attractive woman is, and it is in many ways the most vulgar thing I've ever heard, I would suck the dick of the last guy who fucked her just to see what she tastes like. Now, that's not exactly the most polite thing to say, but it's not assault. And it's above and beyond, but you can tell that it's a joke. What Donald Trump said on that thing was not a joke. It wasn't locker room talk. It was just an asshole giving a very honest description of how he perceives women. That happened Friday, which led into Saturday. Saturday, the entire GOP, of any consequence, abandoned Donald Trump. Leading into today, where Paul Ryan, following the debate, has not reduced his endorse, not taken back his endorsement of Trump, but merely has stated that he will no longer uh, be helping him, which is basically the same thing. It's just he doesn't say endorsement because the headline is different. That is what has happened in the last, Jesus Christ, 96 hours. Plus, we had a debate that was unlike anything we've ever seen in the political theater, especially in my lifetime and yours, AJ. This is insanity. We have the Democratic candidate with the opportunity. And, and then last night, by the way, proved why I hate politics in general when it comes to being honest on stage. She had every opportunity to knock his ass out of the race every single one, and took the easy route of, I'm going to play it safe. And I hate when politicians play it safe. She should have gone at him. She should have provoked him. She should have done everything she, she could have to get him to, I don't even know, blow up. What happened last night was disgusting, honestly, on both sides of the debate, more so on the Trump side. But I just, the, the, the lack of the killer punch from Hillary Clinton is what really drove me nuts, especially since he brought up the Bill Clinton stuff, at which point it was game on as far as I was concerned for her to be able to say anything she wanted and nothing happened. I, I, I couldn't believe just the overall patheticness of the whole deal last night. So that's where we're at as of right now. It's 2 o'clock on Monday, the 10th of October. We are 28 days roughly away from the election, and we have one, yeah, we have one debate left. This is a, never in my life, never in my life that I think we would get to the point where we would actually have the phrase pussy being a part of a political, you know, a presidential election. This is nuts. Go ahead. Well, I mean, to your point about Hillary, I, I get it. I really do. And for 
other Democrats who wanted Hillary to really attack him. And, she, and you're right, she had every opportunity to do that. And I, I wouldn't call it her playing it safe rather than she had to do that only because if she had done that, then there's a whole different message targeting Hillary. In other words, now you have the old woman sounding crazy. Now you're having a woman attacking a man. <clears throat> and so you have every other um, conservative GOP strategist spinning it. So it's like, see, she just lost her temper and everything. How, how is she going to lose a temper when it comes to you know, Syria, how she might lose her temper and everything else. And and we've said the same thing about Trump, but it's different because she's a woman and everything. Um, and, yeah, like you said, Nick, you know, all of us have been in a locker room, athletic, in, you know, an athletic locker room and everything. And, and I've heard that kind of, I want to call it banter. I just call it, you know, expression of whatever you want to call it from someone who... Um, really demonizes um, a woman um, and overly sexualizes a woman and everything. Um, I just really feel that no no one's really calling out Trump shit. And and I think the the one person who really tried to do that was both Anderson Cooper and Martha Rapp. From ABC News. Yeah, I, I, especially Martha Robb. You got to give her all the credit in the world. She did a hell of a job last night. And between, I mean, those two, um, I think those two had a little bit more license to really attack Trump and everything. And I would even put it on the the people who were invited on that stage as well. Like they had an opportunity not to ask questions. But to take the mic and comment directly to them, because there were feet from both Trump and Clinton, you know, um, they had every right to say, you know what, I, I want to pass on my question. I just want to say that you're just disgusting. Well, that's the problem. I mean, we can get into a whole thing about how the town hall debate is a waste of time to begin with, just because it's not really a town hall debate. It's. Yeah. It's pre-picked questions that they've, you know, selected in a, a month earlier that don't really reflect what's going on. They go to social media for some of these questions, which is also stupid. Uh, I, I would have preferred, honestly, last night a more traditional debate. I, but getting back to what you said, also, and what we've both been kind of saying, you know, the, the the whole idea of locker room talk, I find incredibly offensive. I. I know that my bit is to be the fat, you know, blustering buffoon, and I like doing that, and I think it's funny, and I get to do it, but I've never tried, I, I deliberately, you know, you don't want to disrespect women, we've talked about this, I've said this a bunch of times on the show, and I'm sorry if you listen to our show regularly, and you're tired of me saying it, but god damn it, it bears saying, every woman I've known in my life, with the exception of a couple, have been very, very strong, independent women, who have had... No desire nor need to be controlled, bossed by, domineered by a man. Uh, the heroes that I grew up with outside of, like, the in fiction were, you know, Ripley and Dana Barrett, both of who are the same woman actress, by the way. You know, Marion and Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
Linda Hamilton and the Terminator movies, I think of women as, you know, look, it, it, it sounds, to me it sounds sexist to even say that I find women to be generally strong people. That feels sexist even of itself saying that. I think of women as people. They're just human, we're all just human beings. And to sit there and single it out like this and to say that all men speak this way offends me. I don't speak about women this way. You don't speak about women this way. Truth be told, I think in modern culture, most men don't speak about women this way. I'd say 90% of men that I've known in my life would never even consider using the term pussy outside of describing a weak man, which we've also been trying to get people to stop doing. You know, it's that thing of, this is not how men speak to each other. And by you saying that they do, look, whatever, like, there's almost a, a, a moment of, and I'm going to try to be funny for a second, there's a violation of the bro code here. Mm-hmm. Like, motherfucker, what are you doing throwing this business out on the street? Now, every single husband in America had to go home and be like, well, no, I don't talk like that. My friends don't talk. Well, you go out with your friends all the time. Okay, well, we don't sit there and say that we're going to grab women by the, I mean, my God, my God. This is the Republican nominee for the President of the United States, and in his apology, he lashes out at the other candidate. But he didn't really apologize. No, and he didn't really apologize. You know, it's, I mean, he even took what was supposed to be apology to deflect it and talk about ISIS instead. Well, and then there was the moment, and, and then every single time in the debate that something came up that was slightly controversial, instead of him addressing the issue, he immediately tried to pivot it to an issue that he cared about, and that's when the moderators were doing really got Mr. Trump answer the question that we had, and you could tell how frustrated they were, because there's no, they can't legally go, Mr. Trump, answer the question, or, or you just leave, they can't do that, which is what it you could tell, Anderson Cooper wanted to throw him out of the debate, you saw it, I oh. mean, you saw it on his face, like, the, the immortal gay elf wanted to throw him out of the debate. I mean, and that's if not anyone being... wants to see the next debate, I would encourage you to go to C-SPAN than the other mainstream because C-SPAN does a good job of showing everybody behind the scenes because I actually saw C-SPAN moving their cameras to Bill Clinton when his name got brought up. And when I saw that look, it's like, oh, Billy wants to kick ass. <laughs> I mean, when... when <laughs> When Trump was talking about Bill Clinton and Paula Jones and everything else, and C-SPAN cut to Bill Clinton, you saw this look like, oh, I've never seen this Bill Clinton look before. I mean, this is a whole different yeah, Bill Clinton. So this is... I'm not a politician. I'm, I'm back in Arkansas now. I, mean, I was, was going to say, like, yeah, sudden, suddenly 18-year-old, like, full of piss and vinegar, Bill Clinton was about to show up. Uh, this story just came across the Daily News. I thought you'd enjoy it. Star Wars actress Carrie Fisher has accused Donald Trump of being addicted to cocaine after a fan asked about the Republican candidate's sniffles during the second bait. Tell me something about that sniffle. Coquette or no, asked Amy R. in a now-deleted tweet. I'm an expert, and absolutely, Carrie Fisher responded. So, Carrie Fisher says that he's on coke. I'm not saying that you should take Princess Leia's word as gospel, but it's Princess Leia, so you can generally go with it. Uh, other things that have happened while we've been talking, and just the, this is the thing about this election, Angie. I feel like we should almost just start a 24 hour, you know, you do 12, then I do 12 hour show to just keep up with the shit that breaks. NBC and the Wall Street Journal just released a poll that puts Donald Trump or puts Hillary Clinton ahead um, by 11 points in a national election says 538 moved her chances of winning the election, I believe, up to, I'm going to double check right now, but the last time I checked it, it was at 81. Today it is, let's see here, 
And the election forecast, 83% chance that Hillary will win the election to Donald Trump, 164 Uh He's losing ground in Texas. He's losing ground. He's already, chances of Hillary winning Florida have jumped up today to 70%. Um, and if she wins Florida, the race is essentially over. It's looking like she might win 285 electoral votes if the election was held today. Uh, that doesn't include possible Latin movement in Texas because there is still a chance of Texas turning blue. Uh, his uh, campaign is over. I mean, well, ba- barring... Are you, are, you, are you on 538 right now? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just seeing this now for the first time today and just seeing this 38... Point six percent Clinton over Trump sixteen point four percent. Yeah, um, is a huge margin. Yeah, at, at the same time, I, 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 what I would really like to be able to see is like same time last election where Obama and Romney was, but even that was not that close of an election. This is shaping up to be a landslide. Again, Paul Ryan has completely dumped him, and, you know, that's actually a huge deal. There's a conference call at 5 o'clock amongst party leadership to discuss the remainder of the election. Uh, Now, we should say, and this has been, if, if you're one of those people who haven't heard this, there's a lot of talk that you'll hear about how people want Donald Trump off the ticket. It doesn't matter what the Republican Party wants. It is solely up to the act of Donald Trump to step down. That is the only legal way that the Republican Party can make him change the debate. And the only way that they can even force him to do that would be to shut off all PAC money to him, which is not going to happen. So Donald Trump is going to keep doing this. I, I, here's a question for you, AJ. You're a political guy. Is it possible that Hillary Clinton didn't deliver a killing blow last night because she doesn't want to deal with another candidate at this point? That seems like... I mean, one, I mean, one could argue that. Um, one can make the strong argument of she could have taken that opportunity last night to really take hold um, of the election by just outright attacking Trump, do away with the policy talking points, and just solely focus on, you know, you're an asshole, this is why you're an asshole, we need to talk about the women issue, we need to talk about this, I mean, I mean, I think that would have um, spoke to people who vote Democratic, candidates more likely, um, a higher percentage to vote for her, as well as independent candidates who kind of lean Democrat but really need that extra extra excuse to vote for Hillary. Um, that she would have won some of those independents over her way had she attacked as well. And and that's really the thing. I mean, it's not really the those who lean Democrat as so much. It's really that independent column because there's what a hundred. There's a little over 100 million voters up for grabs in this election. You know, there's a 9% that's going to be voting for both, um, well, 9% Republican, 9% Democrats who generally vote Republican Democrat historically. It's this 100 plus million voters that both Trump and Clinton really need to chip away at and everything. And that's what really the problem is that some of them need that excuse to vote for Hillary or vote for Trump. And that's why some of these people are going to be voting for Gary Johnson, um, Jill Stein, uh, and Mimi Solstic in certain states in Guam that um, they really need that reason for. Um, As I'm looking at this on 538, I I mean, you're looking at, States that would go red are blue, and we're talking primarily most of 
the Midwest states, um, with the exclusion of um, Indiana and Missouri. I mean, Iowa can go one way or another. Um, Arizona, traditionally, you know, Trump is edging out Clinton 50% over Clinton's 49%, but, you know, that's chipping away towards Hillary as we speak right now. Well, yeah, but then um, you also got North Carolina, Virginia looking like they're going to skew Hillary. New Mexico is going to go Hillary, which is insane. Uh, Arizona, it's right now 49 to 50 in favor of Trump. That's basically a battleground, and that's huge because that also knocks John McCain out. If Hillary Clinton wins Arizona, chances are John McCain also loses the Senate race. Um, we're looking even more at this. You know, you got Ohio where it's now 61% Hillary. All the states that you and I were worried about three months ago are now skewing towards Hillary, which is really all you can ask for. And, and this is... Uh, but if you look at, if you look at this, if you look at 538 now... In the 2012 election, it's almost the exact same, plus or minus some states. But Obama and Obama won those. Yes, won- I mean Obama won Nevada, and right now Clinton's kind of edging out Trump in Nevada. Um, Clinton lost North Carolina, um, and Hillary is gaining North Carolina. So, I mean, other than that. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost the exact same map that it was four years ago. All right, you want to – so I want to go through real quick. This is the stuff from last night's debate. Um, this is from PolitiFact with their live meter. I'm just going to run through all of them real quick. Uh, the Second Amendment is totally under siege by people like Hillary Clinton. This is a tempered version of a previously false talking point from Trump. We were labeling it liar pants on fire. Pants on fire. There was no sex tape. No check out a sex tape in his tweets about Alicia Machado. Uh, that's a pants on fire. Liar pants on fire. He said definitely said that on Twitter. We have an increase in our cities with the biggest in 45 years. The number of murders did rise by the biggest amount in 45 years, and this is mostly true. Clinton, teachers and parents are calling it the Trump effect. The Southern Poverty Law Center surveyed teachers who reported an increase in bullying and harassment, particularly of Muslim children. These these teachers unsolicited cited Trump's campaign rhetoric. While the Trump effect is a term of the survey's authors, and while the survey is based on anecdotal reports, we rate this mostly true. Uh, uh, Trump said that she called the Trans-Pacific Partnership the gold standard. This is true. Uh, Donald Trump said, Iran, you made very powerful with the dumbest deal I've ever seen uh, I've, I've ever seen in the history of deal making the Iran deal with 150 billion uh, they're racing they're saying that this has nothing to do with anything so they can't really rate it which I love like it's not even a lie we just don't even know what the hell he's talking about uh, look at what Libya and Gaddafi Gaddafi's out it's a mess Trump's point about ISIS in Libya is not entirely accurate while ISIS has attacked oil fields in Libya this year they have not sought outright control of Libya Clinton I was gone when there was a red line against Syria we rated this as mostly false Clinton was Secretary of State in August 2012 uh, when the red line thing was uh, brought up. We are we are old, we are tired, we're exhausted in terms of nuclear, are very bad things. Uh, this is about Donald Trump wanting to improve our nuclear capacity. We rated the claim false. We still have the most advanced nuclear weapons on the planet. No shit. Uh, I negotiated every treaty. I negotiated a treaty with Russia to lower nuclear weapons. She didn't and do that with the start, but actually Russia hasn't uh, honored it. Uh, she created the Children's Health Insurance Program. This is true. Uh, our taxes are too high. Just about the highest in the world. This is mostly false. That is also true. Uh, I don't know Putin. 
no one knows if this is true or not, but they, he has claimed that he knows him and claimed that he doesn't and done so on separate occasions. They're just calling this flip-flopping. We're letting drugs pour through our southern borders at a record clip. This is true. I was against the war in Iraq. This is false. Uh, this is Donald Trump talking to Clinton, saying you can look at the propaganda on the terrorist sites and what Donald Trump says about Muslims is used to recruit fighters because they want to create a war between us. This is rated mostly true. Uh, Donald Trump, people are coming to our country and we have no idea who they are. It's true that Clinton has urged an increase in Syrian refugees. Trump's suggestion, however, that we have no idea who they are or where they are from is not entirely accurate. Refugees are vetted through first the United Nations and then refer, uh, vetted again by the United States. She won't even mention the word uh, Islamic terrorism. This is true. Uh, Donald Trump, we need to make sure that Muslims come in and report when they see something going on. The suggestion that the neighbors of the San, Dino, San Bernardino shooters didn't report suspicious activity is not accurate. The, the most that was reported is that a neighbor of a neighbor saw one of the shooter's mothers said that there was suspicious activity. There was no mention that that neighbor... Uh, that a neighbor of the shooters themselves was suspicious, much less that a neighbor thought that there was a plan going on. Uh, Hillary Clinton wants to go to a single-player plan. This is false. Hillary said, before he even said that, that all she wants to do is improve the Affordable Care Act. Right now, we are at 90% health insurance covered. That is true. This is from Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton gets a subpoena and deletes 30,000 emails. That is true. We're almost done. The There is no evidence that any classified information ended up in the wrong hands. That's true, but nobody knows because it's possible for a hacker to do so without anything. Uh, then Trump claimed that she started the birther movement. This has been proved false. Trump claimed that she was laughing at the 12-year-old girl. All you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, for that is look up a Snopes.com article, which tells you that if he's quoting this, he's going off of conspiracy theory websites. Uh, she failed to bring jobs to New upstate New York. That is true. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite one in the whole fact checker, though, AJ. You'll love this. Hillary Clinton, we've seen him insult women, immigrants, African-Americans, Latinos, people with disabilities, POWs, Muslims, and so many others. And instead of them having a truth rate around this man, all they have is, here are some of the things that Donald Trump has said about women, Mexican immigrants, a reporter with a disability, former POW John McCain, and a Muslim-American gold star family. And finally, uh, this is Donald Trump's last lie. Uh, <laughs> I watch what's happening with horrible things like Obamacare, where your health care is going up. Um, by 68, 59, 71%, uh, they're rating this half true. And then finally... Uh, the one thing he was right on, we had an $800 billion, $800 billion trade deficit. Uh, that is also true. So as far as the political facts, I'd say it's about even. Uh, I just wanted to get through that so that you know what's going on. And let's see here. In a as Again, this stuff just keeps breaking, AJ. I'm sorry to keep uh, talking this whole time. But let's see. Asked by an interviewer. This is from the Independent C, uh, in, in UK. Um, <laughs> this is great. A New Zealand TV station has discovered archive footage where Donald Trump was asked if, you know, what his reputation by being around so many glorious women. Asked by interviewer Owen Poland, that was, this is from 1993, uh, the sort of image that you enjoy yourself. No, I don't enjoy that image. I guess I have that image. I think women are beautiful. I think certain women are more beautiful than others. Be perfectly honest, and it's fortunate that I don't have to run for political office. That just happened. In 1993, he said he shouldn't be president because of how he treats women. How you doing, buddy? You still with me over there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, here we go. Here's another story that just came across. 
Uh, let's see. Professional athletes are now irate. Uh, Jamal Crawford, locker room talk. CJ McCollum, I haven't heard that used in any locker rooms. Robbie Rogers from the Dream Bay Packers. I'm offended as an athlete that Donald Trump keeps using locker room talk as an excuse. Sean Doolittle, as an athlete, I've been in locker rooms my entire adult life, and uh, that's not locker room talk. Chris Cluey, yeah, that's not how we talk in the locker room. I love Chris Cluey, by the way. Do you know Chris Cluey? Have you followed him? Yeah. He's an amazing guy. Uh, DeHonte Jones from Cleveland Cavaliers. Trump's comments are locker room banners suggest that they are somehow acceptable. They aren't. Kendall Marshall. Um, let's see here. CM Punk, grab them by the pookie isn't talk from any locker room I've ever been in. It's a Ted Bundy quote. That would be from Mr. CM Punk. Blake Griffin, Jason Collins, Queen Harrison, Chris Connolly went f- Chris Connolly went on a rape or ra- wow, went on a rant. Sorry folks, with all this talk about Donald Trump, I'm getting words confused. Chris Connolly, is this real? I'm waiting for people to come out and say this is a joke. Just for reference, I work in a locker room every day, and this is not locker room talk. Have I ever been in a locker room? Have I been in every locker room? No, but the guys I know and respect don't talk like that. They don't talk about girls. They talk about girls, but not like that. Apart from this debate and apart from this election, how many of you are, are tweeting me that talking like this is okay when you... If that's the talk you hear around the place, then that's where change begins. Regardless of this election, let's be better people. And Jacob Tammy, I showered after our game, but I feel like I need another one after watching the bait. He's a tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. So those are professional athletes coming out. And uh, you, notice, no, you know who's not in there, though? Hockey players. Just want to throw that out there because hockey players are scum. So I've mentioned in a previous episode that, you know, this is not Trump's first time running for president. You know, he ran or tried to run under the Reform Party um, pre-2000, I think around 2000 as well. Um, And I bring that up because, you know, he wanted to have the uh, message that the America we deserve was his slogan. (laughs) And and he also named uh, Oprah Winfrey as his dream running mate. Okay. And he also touted Colin Powell for Secretary of State, John McCain for Secretary of Defense, Jack Wells for Secretary of Treasury, and he want Charles Rangel to be the HUD Secretary, you know, as, you know, these are the people he would like to have in his cabinet as well. And I bring this up because, you know, this is around 2000 when he, you know, was touting, you know, this, you know, kind of, putting his feet in the water, as it were, um, to run for office and everything. And and he ruined the Reform Party um, during that time as well. And Steve Schmidt, who's on MSNBC, um, John McCain's um, strategist for his campaign, John McCain's presidential campaign, and a few other presidential and federal campaigns and just an all-around GOP strategist said on Meet the Press Sunday morning that, you know, there's an actual rot in the Republican Party as we speak. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing what he said, but, I mean, he's literally saying that because Trump is allowed into the Republican Party that there's actual this rot that's going in inside. And I've already said before that the Republican Party is already um, breaking in everything, that they have no one on their bench to run for um, any seat 
the federal office or the statewide offices or anything, especially the next year or two. Um, so by having Trump as your LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James, the Republican Party, um, how are you going to win a championship four years from now? Yeah, if you think of it like a rebuilding year, you know. Yeah, well, maybe they can get Theo, uh, Theo away from the Cubs, and you know, I can finally sleep at night. Um, here's the thing. So, I, I, I'm letting you go, and then it's like every time I want to respond, I have the more shit to report. Uh, two twenty-two p.m. This story just popped up on Politico. Uh, let's see. Here it is right now. Uh, Donald Trump in reaction to Paul Ryan's statement that he will no longer be helping the uh, Trump campaign and will be focusing on maintaining Republican control of Congress because they have now surrendered the Senate. Uh, let's see here. It is. I want to get it correct. Uh, Paul Ryan should spend more time on balancing the budget, jobs, and illegal immigration, and not waste his time on fighting Republican nominee. Oh, my God. Uh, so Donald Trump has decided to burn all of his bridges and set fire to the ships and keep his troops here in the New World. For those of you on Columbus Day, it's a, it's a old reference. Anyway, here's the thing. This is... T- AJ, let's take away our politics for a second. Let, let's, let's get rid of the fact that you and I are about as liberal as they come and, and focus just on the historic nature of what's happening here we have two presidential candidates both of whom are not really liked by the electorate we're not talking whether or not you support them folks this is strictly now fact she has a high untrustworthy rating he has i don't even know what rating you'd give it except to say that he has insane person uh rating both candidates aren't really wanted by the electorate both candidates still have one more debate to go there is a eight actually 10 days between now and the third debate and based on what happened in the eight days from one debate to the other before i have no fucking idea what's going to happen next but historically this election no matter who wins which is looking more and more like hillary is going to have effects on the american political system for 20 to 30 years to come Um, People pointed to the 2000 election as a turning point in American politics, and they were absolutely correct. This is another one. Um, If you want to go back through and look at the re-election campaign of George Bush, the uh, first campaign of Barack Obama versus John McCain, the second campaign for Barack Obama's re-election against Mitt Romney, all three of those were pretty standard. You had the introduction of social media into that as a growing thing, but for the most part, it stayed the same. This is the first true social media election. This has changed the way it's looked at from here on out. Hillary Clinton, if she wins, may go down as the last traditionally elected president of the United States. This is... There's nothing in American history like this. Even the most contentious elections going back throughout American history with the mudslinging at its highest level has never been done on a national stage for the world to see. And this is... I. I the, the, again, she could have killed him last night, figuratively, with that debate, and chose not to. And I and I don't know why. This 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 going forward, I wonder how much sensationalism will become the norm, and will that be the way that we get people elected to presidency? Will be by creating just as much smoke around you as possible to get through to the next stage. What do you think? Do you, is that is that what you're seeing going forward from this? 
so there's really two, well, two things. One, and I've said it before in, in other places, with this election of just Trump and just Clinton right now, you what you what we really see in before us are two barometers to where the electorate is voting in. In other words, Clinton has support of an established um, political arena, um, established private sector um, leaders, key movers and shakers and everything. Uh, even international actors and organizations are backing her who are also established. That's who they want. This, I mean, that's Clinton is the last um, bastion of established party politics, as we are seeing him before our eyes. Um, this, this is the last legacy that we possibly are going to see um, unless Chelsea wants to run in the next six, eight years. Uh, so that's what we're with on that side. The other side, we're seeing exactly what we have been seeing in the Midwest and in the South and in the Western states. We're, this is exactly what we see on social media. This is exactly who we run into <clears throat> at the bar or the diner or wh wherever we go. The person that we know that doesn't do their own research, that they base everything on the internet without really doing their own media literacy. They are just taking word at face value on television because if you have that, then you must know something. Uh, they just, if, if they have a storefront, then they must be doing something because it looks like a business, sounds like a business, it must be a business. <laughs> that's that's their reasoning, you know, and this is exactly what Trump does. If it looks like a Taj Mahal, if it sounds like a Taj Mahal, it must be the fucking Taj Mahal that's losing money, you know, year in, year out. Um, that's what we're seeing with Trump. These two are the forefront of what's really behind them, and what's behind them is... People on Hillary's side who wants to forward their own agenda that is not about the people, that's not about what really needs to progress in this country and everything. And on Trump's side, it is the person that we don't want to interact on an everyday basis. They're 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 fun at the bar, you know. They're fun to talk sports with now and then. Um, we may enjoy. Um, singing Elton John at the karaoke bar from time to time. That's fun. But <laughs> anything else? No. We're not going to hang out with them. We're not going to have discourse with them. They're just going to say whatever comes out of their mouth without even thinking about it or even want to listen to that other side. You know. And if you look at historically, if you go to 27 to win and look at the historical elections, and I would pinpoint around... Uh, you know, the early 90s, and you start seeing all those red states, you know, and I would encourage everybody to read Tom Thomas Frank's book, you know, What's the Matter with Kansas? And, and, and then that synopsis of that book is that Kansas and other Midwest states were starting to turn red, and we started seeing this 
in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 70s, into Reagan's White House and everything. And after Reagan's White House, we started seeing more red states. Now we're getting more people to vote in the kind of direction they want to see. They have created a snowball effect and everything. And we started seeing it more after George W. Bush with the neoconservatives who got people like Chris, Chris, Chris Christie into the governor's office, um, Scott Walker twice in Wisconsin, um, Mike Pence in Indiana, Rick Snyder in Michigan, and elsewhere. All of these people are now a part of a movement to pretty much say, hey, here's draft legislation. Don't matter what's in those words and everything. You know, make sure you take, you know, this name off and put this right date in, sign it, and then put it through your General Assembly and see how far it flies. And that's where it's come down to. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And this and this is the problem in our current in our contemporary politics. That if you look, if you really look, it's not that hard, folks. It's really not that hard. All you have to do is watch. That's all you got to do. You don't need a political science degree. You don't need a master's in political philosophy. You don't need to go to the Himalayas of the Dalai Lama and understand what politics is. All you have to do is go to C-SPAN, go to your General Assembly, go to your city council office, and just watch and listen and take notes. That's all you got to do. And when you do, just don't listen to that face value words. Look, listen to the words in between, you know, pay attention who's talking the most on the floor of the House or the Senate or in the city council and everything. Pay attention to people surrounding other people and take those notes and everything because what you're going to see really is you're going to see politics in place that they're only going to rely on the one person or maybe two that is really the ringleader of everything it's not Donald Trump it's people like Paul Manafort and everyone else that's really running the show and everything it's not just Rahm Emanuel in Chicago it's everyone else that supports Rahm in the city council and everything. You really need to pay attention to that because even though Rahm, and I'm going to use Chicago for example, even though Rahm is the face of Chicago because he is the mayor of Chicago, and he says certain things and he does certain things, and we really hate that, but really look who supports him. Look really at who gets behind his ordinances and other policies that move forward and everything. Look at who he appoints in Chicago public schools with the independent police review authority, the community colleges, and so forth. Look at who he chooses and listen to what they say because that's what's more important. Trump may say, it's just words. No, Trump, (laughs) it's not just words. Because words have weight, words have value, you know. And when you say certain things, certain people listen. And those are the people I am more afraid of that are listening to the words that comes out of his mouth than the words that come out of mine and other people's mouths. All right, before we get out of here for the day, we got a few minutes left in the show. Um, there are a couple of things I want to hit uh, that are, again, we're breaking as we're doing this. Uh, Latino Republicans have released a statement asking for RNC Chairman Rance Priebus, 
the greatest name for a Republican of all time to resign. Uh, let's see here. Donald Trump's claim that Hillary Clinton... This is the one that bugs me the most because there's evidence about this. Uh, Donald Trump said Hillary Clinton laughed at a rape victim. She didn't. This is on NBC News. Uh, this is the quote from Donald Trump last night. Hillary Clinton shamed women, attacked women. There are four of them here tonight. One of them is a woman who was raped at 12 years old. Her client, she represented, got him off. And she's seen laughing at two separate occasions at the girl who was raped, Kathy Shelton. That woman is here with us tonight. Clinton, this is now from the New York, uh, from NBC News. Clinton was a court-appointed, uh, court-appointed attorney defending the accused rapist at the time and did not get him off. The prosecution mishandled the key evidence in the case, and her client eventually took a plea deal to a much lesser sentence. She is heard laughing in an interview with a reporter roughly a dec- decade later, but nowhere in the tape does she laugh at the victim. She did question the credibility of the victim as part of her defense in a written affidavit. Again, she was a lawyer doing her job. Uh, Chicago Tribune has just released an op-ed piece from Deline Glanton saying that Mike Pence should step away if he truly is a Christian conservative. Donald Trump was told about a month ago that the Russian uh, email, that the email hacks of um, the DNC were committed by the Russian government. He knows that for a fact. He was briefed in that in his intelligence briefing, which means two things. He's either willfully ignoring the intelligence to say what he wants, or he wasn't paying attention. Either of those are inexcusable for a candidate for the United States uh, presidency. Uh, the Huffington Post, here's one you'll like, AJ, has just released a excerpt from un- previously unreleased, unaired video from The Apprentice, and I swear to God that this is true. Um... <laughs> I swear to God, he's Buffalo Bill, AJ. Are you ready for this? I uh, su- are you Buffalo Bill? From the fucking Silence of the Lambs movie. Put the lotion on his skin. Okay. Yeah, so would he. Uh, <laughs> uh, I assume you're going to leave. This is transcript. I assume you're going to leave this off. Don't put this shit on the show, you know. But her skin, her skin sucks, Okay. He says, according to the transcript, I mean her skin. She needs some serious fucking dermatology. Uh, Cindy Lauper, who headed the team that managed Wes, interjected to explain that the dry stuff, presumably makeup, Trump is objecting to that, something that was not her skin, but he remained unimpressed. Fuck, that's Emily. That's what I'm hearing about. Let me see the other one. I assume you're not putting this on the show because I don't want to destroy the kid's career. At one point, Trump briefly conversation back to the actual work, but he turned again to West's physical appearance. The back and forth continues for three minutes. Personally, as I have probably heard, I am not a gay man, but I think he's better looking than Emily is, pointing at Luke Bryan. Uh, Trump also asked Trace Adkins, the country music star who served as a guest and judge on the show, what he thought of the brochures. Well, I think the one thing they did for Emily is a little more polished looking. Uh, Adkins said, well, you're obviously not a skin man, Trump said, which is okay. I wish I wasn't. See, here's the thing. I mean, if you look at Trump, it's not really about the quality the product or the brand he wants to do, really. I mean, if we if we really think in marketing terms, um, he's not really caring about the quality of a brand or a product. What he cares about is how it looks. Right. And if you look at and people would talk about like last night, you know, the the nonverbal communication that Trump had and everything. And I love nonverbal communication. That's something I studied and taught in, in grad school. Was that and sure? I mean, the posturing and all that is one thing, but you really look have to look at things like why does he have gold covered everything in his penthouse 
in New York. Why does he have to have an attractive woman next to his side? Why does he have to have a certain look about him, you know? And, you know, people will say, you know, looks are everything, and that's valid to a point, I feel. Um, but it also says about who you are and everything. Um, I mean, look at the Taj Mahal, look at Trump Tower in Chicago and everything. There's a reason why the letters are the way they are on that building there in Chicago. I mean, it's not, I mean, he wants to get that visibility. He wants that look, you know, there's a, he wants his buildings to look a certain way. He wants those buildings in a certain part of town. You know, no, he has uh-oh. the ego of a pharaoh. He has the ego of a pharaoh from ancient Egypt. Right. Build me this pyramid in my honor. No, I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely that. Um, but again, I, I like to compare Trump to Gene Simmons from Kiss because Kiss, I mean, Gene will sell it, tell you the same thing. He doesn't care of the product as so far as if it looks good. <laughs> He'll tell you that flat out. Just listen to him when he does his, uh, you know, when he had his um, Family Jewel show and when he has, I mean, I encourage people to watch that. And to- when they do like business dealings on the show, listen to him, you know, because Gene Simmons will tell you it's all about the look, you know, and he'll tell you, I, he picks beautiful women to come with him in his limo to pick him up at whatever shending he's going to and everything he does it for a reason you know because when you listen to Gene Simmons be, he wanted to be in music and he got that Beatles bull haircut because oh when he moved to the United States he goes oh girls like that girls like musicians I need the bull haircut I need to play music I don't know anything about it but I'm going to do it you know, and him and Paul Stanley did that before Kiss. Then him and Paul Stanley created Kiss on their own. And the only reason why they created Kiss is that it was good marketing for albums because their hope was to have an album like Kiss This, Kiss That, whatever they wanted to do. That's why they created Kiss. You know? Yeah. Same way with Donald Trump. I mean, Trump is the brand. So Trump has this, I guess, utopian <laughs> vision of what he feels that the Taj Mahal looks like, what Trump Tower looks like, what Trump steaks looks like and tastes like, what Trump vodka tastes like, what uh, Trump resorts look like, you know? Um, I mean, there's a vision he has, and I don't mind someone's vision, but when you project that vision onto everyone else, that mine's better than yours, then there's a problem. You know, I don't tell people that my activism is the best activism. You know, I learn from other people and try to do what other people are doing and everything. I hope that some people do take what I have is worth. And then they can implement it into their own activism and organizing. That's my hope. But I'm not going to say you have to do AJTM activism. All right. Um, Thank you, AJ, for all of that. Two more things in the last 10 minutes, I swear to God. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I swear it, it just keeps happening. Glenn Beck is now supporting Hillary Clinton. We uh, need an intervention. Donald Trump's uh, if if Trump me if not electing Trump means electing Clinton, so be it. That's from Glenn Beck. Uh, Governor Rick. Say that again. What did he say? If electing Hillary Clinton is the price we pay for not electing Trump, so be it. So he's admitting to voting for Clinton. He said, "Yeah, at the very least, he's saying Trump should not be president." Okay. Uh, Governor Ricketts from the state of Nebraska canceled the fundraiser that was supposed to take place today with Mike Pence to distance himself from the campaign. Uh, this is unrelated to this, but a lawsuit was just filed by the Democratic Party against uh, Rick Scott in the state of Florida for not extending the uh, voter registration deadline due to the uh, hurricane. Uh, let's see. As of right now, if the poll, according to 538, this just broke. She is sitting at 332 electoral votes. So that would be a landslide. And finally, we're going to end our show on a fun note, AJ. We're going to end our show in a way that's good. Is there a fun note? There is. Because there is. There's stupid. There's lazy. There's racist. There's sexist. There's whatever the fuck Donald Trump is. And then there's just not paying attention to shit or trying to get a joke across that is not that funny. Did you happen to see Melania Trump on C-SPAN last night and the shirt that she was wearing, that nice pink shirt? Yeah. You know what that shirt is called? No. It is called a pussy bow. Shut up. Swear to God, it's on Gucci's. Shut up. It's on Gucci's website as a pussy bow silk. Crate. It's on Gucci's website. Uh huh. As a pussy bow, pussy pussy bow silk crepe Deshine shirt. Is it supposed to say that word or? It's right it here. It, it just says pussy bow silk crepe shirt. It's eleven hundred dollars. Wow. So, either no one was paying attention, or she thought she was being clever. I think she was trying to be clever. Me too. There's clever. Have you read? Have you heard of Code Pink? I have, but I, I honestly don't remember the context. Well, Code Pink is an organization, um, a national organization, and everything. They do a lot about you know women's rights, and they do also like anti-war efforts and everything. Yeah, um, I love. When they're at an event, they always put a smile on my face because there's always one person in Code Pink at these events that dresses up like a vagina. Well, apparently last night was... And I really wish someone from Code Pink would have infiltrated that debate and went on stage dressed as a vagina and saying, where on here (laughs) is it okay to touch? Ivanka Trump just liked a tweet on Twitter about her dad calling her a piece of ass. She liked that? Yeah. She liked the tweet. See, again, I mean, I know we're going to be ending here soon. It's just, I just don't get this. I mean, the the, the last question, which I thought was a nice question um, at this, whatever the hell it was last night, when the guy asked, um, name one thing you like about the other person. And I think Hillary provided a genuine response that when she said that she likes her kid, like Trump's kids and all that, and that must be a reflection onto him and everything. And someone said that Ivanka like cried when that happened and everything. But then she does this shit. You know, yeah. I mean, if, if 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 the kids are really a reflection of the of of like the father, 
then there's a lot to be said about that. All right. Well, AJ, I, this feels like the kind of day where we just have to, like, the work isn't done. We just have to decide to stop for the day. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do another show, hopefully, uh, Thursday, and uh, catch up on all the fallout and all the polls and everything. I want to thank AJ for joining me over the interwebs and Skype. AJ, say goodbye to the people. 28 days, people. 28 days. It's fitting that it's 28 days, because 28 days after that, zombie apocalypse. Ladies and gentlemen, I guess 28 days later, I missed the joke and the punchline. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Chicago Podcast Network's Out Front with AJ Nick. I am Nick Serranos. That was AJ Signary. Find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. Find us on Twitter, Shattown Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, downloading. Please tell your friends about us. You know, vote us high. Do all the things that we, that every other podcast you listen to tells you to do. Thank you so much. We out! Go Cubs. Fuck you. <laughs> it's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network. <laughs>